0: welcome to the gossip stone a new podcast talking about the ocarina of time randomizer uh its community and the with a focus on the competitive the racing scenes uh weekly races that kind of thing but generally offering tips thoughts and advice to the community as a whole and hopefully giving people a little bit of insight and some fun stuff to listen to uh so i'm one of your hosts
1: Yoshikion, and the other two say hi Hi, uh, I'm Riley2w69T, or just call me Riley because that name is dumb, but uh, yeah, that's me.
2: Uh, hey there, my name is Emo Soda. So,
1: uh, just a, we're just going to give you a quick little background on all of us. But uh, yeah, I've been playing about Ocarina of Time for about eight months now, or the randomizer, I should say, about eight months. Um, I, make, I made the top 32 bracket uh, competition or uh, tournament they hosted for season three. And uh, I think I'm pretty decent at the game.
2: A little bit of background <laughs> on me. Uh, well, I felt a little bit short of qualifying for both the Season 2 and Season 3 tournaments. Um, but I've been playing the game for about a year. I uh, started with all sanity seeds because I'm crazy. But uh, outside of that, I moved on to the st- uh, standard settings uh, for racing. And uh, today I just enjoy a, a wide variety of settings
0: yeah and i've been playing for about a year and a half now uh like soda i started with near enough all sanity seeds jumping at the deep end uh did better in season two than i did in season three because i tilt too easily and season three was weird but as we'll go into soon i guess but uh generally speaking i'm better at the logic and the theory behind the game than i am the execution i just want to give a quick shout out here to our editor audio tech uh shadow fix doing a ton of behind the scenes work sound checks editing um the whole works there so yeah huge credit there
2: all right and for today's episode we have recaps of the na and eu weeklies plus all of the season three matches so far every bracket match uh we've got about eight done so far um and also if we got some time uh at the end we'll uh contribute a little bit to the ice trap community poll and the community's reactions to it uh kind of divisive and there's a lot of uh opinions floating around about that so we'll cover that if we have time but first let's start with the na weekly uh kind of start off with here uh 40 skulls required for hammer
0: i feel sorry for anyone who played in this race (laughs) i genuinely feel sorry for anyone who was in this
2: yeah, I, I was
1: lucky to not be able to, to, to not play it actually. So, but I watched like the little bit, uh, the starting of it and like the the hint was fairly early in the open grotto. So it's, it's not the worst. Like getting skulls on the way, like, eh, I mean, forty hammer early. You don't even know if you need it actually, really early. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, the biggest problem with that would be if it locks something, because otherwise you just pick it up through all of your other dungeons. The problem being you don't know if it locks something until you get to the point where you're like, well, I've done everything else. I guess I just have to get the skulls now. Um, The all-dungeons side of that seed was a little more terrifying, I think, because on the one hand you've got 40 skulls for hammer, fire, and usually not the best. Din's fire in Bottom of the Well behind Song of Storms on all dungeons. And shadow is a lot of stuff.
2: It's about as locked up as you can get for a a key item like that and Bottom of the Well, just kind of thrown away in the basement, Ganon has conspired against you as the player Uh, I was sitting pretty comfortably in the the caster's chair uh, but I did see uh, almost a quarter of the field here forfeited the seed
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's, it doesn't happen kind of often I feel like that's more like longer drawn out seeds like that where there's skulls involved and like a potential all dungeons that you're not sure and like the well was like the bottom of the well sorry was like kind of uh, not like hinted at as having anything it was not pointing you there like that's the most annoying ones
0: song of storms is always one of those really weird ones though where you i think nine times out of ten if i see song of storms on the ocarina of time i'm just like well oh, what are my dungeons if one of them is easy to do i'm probably just going to go for it you know if you've got a deku tree or a dodongo's cavern in there fine just just do it anyway you might as well
2: oh yeah and this seed uh, had temple of time as wave the hero and Kind of how the hints work now, uh, the community kind of found out a couple months ago, uh, things that are on the always hint, such as Ocarina of Time, uh, well, we had Song of Storms there in this seed. So we knew that wasn't Way of the Hero because it's an always hint. Uh, the actual Way of the Hero was for Requiem, only for, uh, Spirit Access. Um, also the bomb bag, the first logical bomb bag was so deep in the seed, most runners didn't even have it before the two-hour mark.
1: Oh my god. That sounds awful.
2: So, I know me and Riley are both in the multi-world
0: tournament, and like, the thing that that reminded me of, like, seeing that, um, the first race we had was against the Sexy Gomers, uh, Spike, Fan, and nuclear, (laughs) and uh spike and alex on the same seed didn't get a bomb bag until like the three three and a half hour mark like the first Uh one was in gcg i I I think watching that yeah and like that's what it reminds me of it's that kind of thing and like anyone who saw that race spike spent a good 20 minutes trying to do goron pot with strength because (laughs) there was just so little to do and that's that's what happens when you end up with a bomb bag it's like you can't stay in logic
1: bomb bag is like super important for a lot of stuff early on it unlocks like basically most of the seed when you start playing, um, or the, I mean, start playing, I mean, it's like unlocks the most early checks. It unlocks a whole dungeon. Like it does a lot for you. So going without it for that long is,
0: I think it's always the kind of seed that really pushes your understanding of the logic though, because if you stay in the logic, you're, you're going to just not get anywhere. You're going to be like choked on the same handful of checks throughout. If you go out of logic, you have to remember where,
2: just kind of floundering around in a scene like that like Magikarp but uh it's actually a pretty uh interesting similarity between that scene and this NA weekly that you kind of bring up uh the bomb bag was also in Grudo training grounds
1: yeah um I mean there's also like stone forest was insane to see like it was hint, I think it was hinted as way the hero but a lot of people just got uh Brutus Letter which I think was kind of early and left but I also had the mirror that hovers deeper in, f- in forest before people come in do going for all dungeons and if people just did Stone Forest in one go without leaving they just got so much rewarded for that like that's insane
0: Cause that's, that's actually spooky as well yeah the idea that you can go in and get one thing and leave and then later on go back get a couple more things and then you're like oh I've just opened so much more I shouldn't have left earlier and you leave again <laughs> and then you find out you have to go back and finish it anyway because it's all dungeons.
2: Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting point. Um what are your your thoughts on having the strength bomb flower to for spinning pot in Goron City? Uh do you think that should be in base logic? No, absolutely no, I, not. It's it.
1: way too co- it's it's way too tight of a um trick to be enabled into the default logic. I think it's just like
0: yeah, it's if awful. that was a trick, I don't think it would be in the weekly race settings.
2: No. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree, but I mean, at the same time, I think I've spent maybe five minutes practicing it, just trying to get a setup for it, and it's pretty consistent. But you do know it. I mean, it requires a lot of background knowledge beforehand to really do it um, efficiently. So I, I kind of tend to agree that it shouldn't be in base logic it's just kind of a kind of an interesting quirk about the the logic i don't know if it would actually change much of anything if it was actually uh turned off but
1: mm-hmm. yeah um i mean yeah with while well, saying Stone force was pretty nutty that seed. i mean the force access was really early like you had your sorry this was pretty vanilla minuet was that the. First song in Adult at the Guru Guru in the Kakariko village. So, I mean, it kind of pointed towards it a bit, but, I mean, you ha- you had Stone Jabu, which is the, the outlier in the sea that people did not want to do because that's just awful.
2: <laughs> I mean, when do you ever? <laughs> I was going to say, it
0: was what? It was like hookshot in Deku Tree. So if you did Deku Tree early, you got a huge boost there as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was what? The other two were both in Kakariko. It was the Grotto and the
2: Archery, right? Yep, the archery required the bow that was found in the open grotto, and the the archery had your first strength. It was uh, it was interesting to watch. Uh...
0: You got prelude early as well, so you can go like three song into Deku Tree, prelude back, go adult, and then just go from there. Basically, that's. It sounds like one that is. It would be possible to do really well on, but there are so many pitfalls.
1: Yeah, outliers like yeah. The overall of the sea, though is kind of like. Okay, like, I mean, the average... I think the first place was, like, about three hours or a bit above three hours, I want to say. So, I mean, it's still bad for AD with the 40 skulls, but, I mean...
0: On the flip side, moving on, the EU Weekly was (laughs) an absolute jet in comparison. I said the NA one had lots of pitfalls. This one had exactly three. There There were three things that if you didn't get those... Then you had a problem, and otherwise it was just like it's in your dungeon, it's in your next dungeon, it's in your next dungeon. You had to do ten skulls to get the hammer. You had to do the shortcut Goron in Fire, which came after the boss key, um, to get Strength Two, and then you had to go back and do Target in the Woods with the to get the Mirror Shield. And if you did those three, you were good.
1: Yeah, and uh, for the Target in the Woods one, you also only had one slingshot available to you, which was from a way the Hero de Dangos, which you don't think of much, but there was also like hover boots in there. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, you never really. You, slingshot is always second thought when you do that, uh, when you get it in with another item that is already hard required. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And yeah, like, Spirit was way of the hero. So, a lot of people were missing the mirror shield from the target in the woods. But then you go to Spirit to get the boomerang, and then you just go, well, I've got to go to Jabu anyway. I'll go through Lost Woods and get that other check or two on the way. You pick up your mirror shield there there were lots of opportunities to get the kind of out the way items too the big thing i think was probably getting the early skulls so you could get into fire to get
2: and going up to the shortcut goron i think i'm the only person that played the Seed out of us right i was on commentary i was i played it yeah i played it um
1: yeah i yeah i i was pretty fun see though overall um it's not really baity like just as long as you did your skulls which um i don't usually do so f but
2: yeah that's uh it's really the key behind this scene um yeah i uh kind of just last location 10 skulls uh see okay i uh, this really
0: surprises me because all of the bomb bags were bomb locked so indeed they were so you get lots of like early bomb chews and you go out of logic and you pick up your bomb bags and you're like, oh, great. But again, the logic kind of points to it being fairly early in terms of spheres because your bombs definitely required the hammer. So I feel like 10 skulls is one that you want to push fairly early with that. But at the same time, a lot of people like skipping skulls. And I'm not one of those people, so
2: I'm biased. They're bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny part. Neither am I. I'm a pretty much hardcore Skull ad- Advocate is as hard as you can get. Um, so to, to last location, that really was a deep cut on my psyche. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's it's kind of like you were saying, though, it's, it's a really easy pitfall, uh, especially for newer players. If you happen to find a bomb bag somewhere in, in Hyrule, you're not really concerned about where you're finding it. You're just happy they had bombs so you can check, you know, 20, 30 checks. So I, I kind of just... That's kind of what happened to me, and, you know, it happens. But, yeah, it, it's just the one detail that, uh, you know, you, you just had to do it in the seed.
0: I know a couple of people spoke about considering all dungeons, which is really surprising to me when it's Song of Time. Like, two checks? I think it was... Was it Barren Water as well? Yeah,
1: you had Barren Water. You start, I think you started with a stone... I want to say, and then the other one was forest, or it was a Deku Stone. I'm not uh, sure. One was
0: one was water. One one of them was definitely yeah. Barren Stone, yeah. Water. Barren Stone, much, Water. Yeah. One was
1: Stone Forest, which just awesome. I think it
0: was Forest. Yeah, and, and the other one is was starting.
1: either Deku. I think it was Deku. Yeah, something like that. It's and like
0: the the look shot was like the long shot. Sorry, was like free, like absolutely free. I think that was probably what kind of spooked people into it. it was like, oh, maybe I should consider doing this. But none of them found Iron Boots. Like pretty much nobody I saw found Irons. Yeah, but even then it's only one check.
1: Yeah, but also Stone Forest was super appealing really early. Like you had your bow, your strength, your hookshot. Like fairly early in the seed, you just walked to Forest Temple to get the song at the uh, Secret Forest Meadow, and then you're like, I'm already there. I should just do Stone Forest, right? Like I I don't have minuet. Like this is, this feels too good to do, to not do. And then it was just completely empty, which was completely awful in the end.
2: Yeah, that that long shot was just sitting in a crater bomb lock, that's it. It was just mm-hmm. it was just there. It just it, it spooked me personally. Um but you know it kind of it comes back to the thing that Yoshi uh was saying, you know, you, you had to know that the hammer was pretty early on in the game, otherwise you were basically gonna have all cleared the game. Mm-hmm.
0: Alrighty. So rando recap done. Should we move on to the uh the season three tournament?
2: Oh yeah, this is where
0: all the hype is. So, I, I'm, I'm going to assume most of the people listening have been following some of the tournament, but just in case, uh, we have Season 3 tournament underway. So, the first season was 16 players, second season, 32, this one's 32. 16 qualifiers over the last couple of months, cutting down to that top 32 from the point standings. And there was some kind of big surprises coming into this I think. So firstly the qualifiers themselves were surprising.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I think the first what was it? seven seeds in a row were all just incredibly fast. Like there were sub 2 hour seeds in there. There were some there was a 50 skull seed that I think
1: sub 230
0: Yeah, a whole bunch of people got PBs when it was 50 skulls and they're like this is the best I've ever done. How Yeah. Um but and the other, the other weird kind of quirk of the qualifiers was stone fire. How what <laughs> yeah,
1: happened
2: that is with that? Insane.
1: Is I don't what had that happen? Fourteen
2: yeah. out of sixteen possible seeds. Something like that. Yeah, like, all stone fire. And
0: I know the the first one that had a medallion fire was like the tenth qualifier or something, and it was also the first one that was all dungeons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like, required, and I think like out of all the stone fires we've had I think like only like one or two of them had actually something in them as well so like oh mm-hmm. for, for, for the whole qualifiers what was the meme if it's stone fire just don't go in you'll get baited like there's no yeah. reason
2: to after about four of the first qualifiers I just started memeing it up and was like yep I didn't know it was a jet seed tournament that I'm qualifying for wow <laughs> Yeah,
0: feels pretty <laughs> bad i said earlier that i like i tilt a little too easily and like my execution suffers as a result that was really bad for me because i got used to the jet seeds and then when i played like an actual normal seed i was like two hours in like why aren't i done by now
2: and (laughs) like i I
0: forfeited my last three races it was really bad
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean that's just one of the things about faster seeds in general um you know it's super punishing on your execution but also your routing and if you mess up at all in either one you're gonna lose a couple places even I think a couple people did some math uh, during qualifiers and it turns out that if you I think if you did like a two to three minute check you lost like three places Jeez.
0: yeah <laughs> there was there was one particular race that really stood out to me for that because um, I remember seeing the discussion in the results channel uh, on the OTR discord afterwards where uh, anatomy z was talking about the rooting in for getting a mirror shield on big pose and it got to the point where basically people got their items really really quickly really early again and you had the long shot and din's fire i think it was at the same sort of time and so you either went to shadow and then water or you went to water and then shadow
1: well i think you had to go shadow first for that one because the your first bow was in there so i think most people did that Most people would do that anyways,
0: right? Then the question was, did you save, quit, and go from the market to go to... Because everyone pretty much after that went towards Spirit, looking for their Mirror Shield. And it was a question of, do you go from the market, or do you go from Lake Hylia? And uh, ATZ was saying, like, you kind of have to do both. Because if if you go from Lake Hylia, and you do all the checks on the way from Lake Hylia to Gerudo Valley, and then go through you lose if it's in the market. Like, suddenly 20 people have finished and you're off in spirit doing nothing. If you go from the market and it's in Lake Hylia, you lose to everyone who did that. So his argument was, you have to start in Lake Hylia, clear everything on the way out of there, and then go to the market and go from there. And sure enough, he won that race with the Mirror Shield on Big Pose. Yeah,
1: that was, uh, that was quite something. That's it. I remember playing it and getting exactly owned by those that Big Pose check... I went from Lake Hylia and did not cover my tracks and went straight to Spirit Temple because, oh, people have finished already. They must be in there, right? Like, nah, that's scound.
0: That's like, I'd never really thought about that kind of thing. Like the covering tracks, especially in a race of that size. And given how fast the rest of the seed was, I'd never really thought about that. But it makes perfect sense when, when someone explains it. I'm like, oh my God, why have I not, why have I never considered that?
2: Yeah, I think on that race specifically, I lost something like 20 or 30 minutes just because I didn't exit castle to go to Spirit Temple and go through Hyrule Castle. You would have hit big pose along the way. I went from, I think I played Serenade, went from Lake to GTG, and then from there to Spirit. So, of course, I just never found the Mirror Shield.
1: <laughs> yeah, same thing happened to me, where after I finished Water, I was right in like already, right? So, like... Oh well, just go to Spirit from that way because we didn't have access to Requiem at the time. So,
2: mm-hmm. and in like a hundred, hundred ten person C, you know, something as simple as that's going to determine a whole lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I saw people who yeah went to Spirit, pretty much full cleared it, and then immediately went back to do Big Pose afterwards, and suddenly there's like thirty more people finished in that time, and their points have just plummeted
1: yep
0: it kind of set the uh set the tone for the qualifiers really but and i don't know whether it's because the qualifiers were kind of a little abnormal or whether it's just because of how kind of tight the competitive community is at this point but there are a lot of kind of big surprise names both in the tournament bracket and that didn't make the tournament bracket
1: yeah i agree
0: i know um i was definitely i was on the commentary for the last race of the like the 16th of 16 qualifiers and we watched what was a heartbreaking restream to watch but um let's clay who went on a bit of a tear during season two's bracket missing out on the last qualifier had a chance of sneaking in as like kind of an outside odds entrant but no, just had a really bad run with that qual, and everything
2: that could go wrong did. So, yeah, I think he made it to about quarters in S two, something along the... the oh, he plan, made uh... it
1: all the way into semi, semi so really... losers. I think.
0: Yeah, he was yeah. like top wow. six. I remember there yeah. was a match that was thirty second versus thirty first seed, and it was Kola versus Let's Clay, and like mm-hmm. that was like a top eight losers bracket match.
2: Even even Let's Clay's first bracket match in season two was against Juke and he just absolutely bodied Juke. Uh Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing, yeah. Let's clay narrowly missed out this year. There are like a lot of really good players who and that's just the one that was the first person to come to my mind. That there are so many people you could pick out and oh, just like, I,
1: you could pick probably pick the, the next twenty people then and make it and make a case for them going actually in the, the tournament as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm there's just that many good players and this is why we have people have started organizing this the challenger cup
0: <laughs> the challenger yeah. cup yeah so this is a thing from links to the past rando originally right uh, where basically anyone who doesn't make their main tournament bracket there's a challenger cup that opens up where everyone can basically join everyone else can join in and it's basically a side tournament for everyone who didn't make the top cut. I'm glad to see Ocarina of Time getting one. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to enter yet. I'm considering it.
1: Yeah, I mean, with how big this community is and how many good players there are in the community, this is going to be pretty popular, I think. Yeah, I
0: I can say now from the Sages side of things, we did toy around with the idea of it becoming a 64-person bracket. That was something that was like, thrown around a little bit in conversations the general th- view was that it was too close to the starting point to really organize it all and it was gonna be really difficult in terms of restreaming
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's like too much of a commitment in terms of restreaming at short notice so I am glad to see something else coming in because there are so many kind of I like like we were saying like top the community has got so competitive and so compact i guess in terms of skill level
2: yeah 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 it's very cutthroat on the rando streets these days you don't know who you're gonna face you don't know who you're gonna lose to oftentimes you...
1: yeah and then you just beat the best sometimes then you don't even know why
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's just the nature of randomization too but i think you know tournaments like this it's just such a good step towards the right direction that i think the community is kind of taking um and just you know employing more diversified tournaments more you know kind of the maybe even a non-standard tournament you know uh, i think that's totally possible and things like this just kind of pave the way along towards that
0: right there's a quite a there's a few tournaments kind of starting up at the moment or kind of in the pipeline right now and i think it's really good that people are kind of stepping up and starting their own things and kind of we're seeing more of the kind of community involvement in that side, which is great. And uh, the signups for that one are up until the 15th, right? So
1: it's going to still be live at the time of uh, this goes out, I think. Yeah, about a
0: week, about a week more to sign up to it.
1: Um, Yeah. So if you haven't already and you're listening to this and you're not top 32 player already, you can basically give your info and you can join. And I I think it's open to anybody. Not sure yet. I I don't think that was 100% decided, but... They they settled on, you didn't have to play
0: a qualifier, yeah. Because there were a couple of people who said okay. they didn't want to join the qualifiers because they knew they were just going to lose a lot of races. Uh, it, was, uh, it, it has been opened up to those, so yeah.
2: More than a couple people coming over from the Link to the Past random randomizer <laughs> community.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: They are very scary. They have about a year on most players in terms of like thinking about logic. So, you know, coming into Ocarina of Time, completely different game. But uh, you know they're they're showing for us for sure. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Is this where we should start talking about actual matches now? And from the season three tournament that started about I want to say two two weeks ago, almost
0: something like that. Our,
1: yeah. where we got our first match. So, yeah. All right
0: straight away so the first match like kick things off was <laughs> salty sponge versus mean my
1: and it kicked off a big time like that oh, match was wow. pretty insane
0: i yeah that was that was a hell of a race i there's so kind of at the same time there's so much to talk about in that race and yet so little because it's it all kind of hinged on a couple of big things but those big things were really, really big things. Um, I think the I think the one thing that sums up this race more than anything else, and I'd like we'll get this one going. so the French restream for this <laughs> <laughs> the reaction so let's let's just see let's just hear the reaction from when Sponge picked up the bomb bag in GTG.
1: <rire> mais c'est pas possible Mais c'est pas possible Mais putain mais, mais faut arrêter Faut mais arrêter Mais putain okay. mais le château quoi
0: c'est, c'est incroyable Mec, mec mais La mais chatte
2: Non mais c'est bon Sponge il a gagné là Moi oh, <rire> oh, putain Eh oh. hey, ça le met mal Minmaido en vrai Yeah so do you, do you remember where the logical bomb bag was? There was there were a few that one was in logic, um, I think though,
0: yeah, but there were... there were known hints that Mido had picked up for both Skull Mask and Fifty Skulls.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, the salty sponger I'll just refer to it as a Sponge, I think got the the Fifty Skulls one as well. But I mean, Maybe, it's kind yeah. of a bad one to chase. Bomb Bag is there's three of them, like you don't chase that, and you just right. never saw the Skull Mask hint because I think it was in the opener. me Mido did. Under it was I think... the
2: start of Lake Kylia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh sponge is a very prominent lake hater um, for good reason. Garuda <laughs> Valley. I hates mean, it's the Garuda Valley opening.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. this card started kind of being a, uh, a bad opener, but we'll talk that maybe in another episode <laughs> more in depth.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but yeah, he uh, didn't see that hint. And is this is this like he got lucky to not see it and do other things, or is this a mido got punished for going out of his way to do skull mask or
1: i don't think it's a punish if you know there's like a bomb bag on a sphere zero check which skull mask is uh really early I mm. it's, it's really hard to avoid like if you don't get another bomb bag before you want to go adult like you want that bomb bag like it's so valuable early on for so many things that i think it was the right play i think sponge
2: kind of got a bit lucky there i think yeah the, uh, you found it under an hour right the hour mark yeah he was in GTG uh, really yeah, early.
1: G- yeah, uh the. Uh, what is it called? The first two checks in there, the. Oh, uh, the two chest, ones, yeah. yeah. The, the lobby chests,
2: yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think going to Grudo training grounds, you know, sub hour, that's already good. That's like going to the bottom of the well, you know, around 40 minutes, you know, something that you really want to be doing. And the check density kind of makes up for that. He already had bow, so I mean. You can check most of the stuff in Gerudo Training Grounds. You probably can't do uh, the Toilet. Uh, It's kind of blocked by Song of Time and Iron Boots. Uh, You can't do a couple other things. You probably can't get to the Metal Chest, but at the very least, you can, you know, check, you know, a dozen checks and then maybe a quarter to half of them are keys. So you get ah, about six items. So I, I think it's good. The big thing he did was, like,
0: I think he was mostly going there, to be honest, to do Horseback Archery he did horseback archery and dipped into GTG and was doing like a handful of chests and just happened to get the bomb bag. Didn't think, it, uh, uh, having spoken to him about it, like he, all he said was like, he thought it was really lucky. He was like, I made a play to go there really early and I found my bomb bag and I was like, oh great, this is going to be really difficult for Mido to get. Because obviously he had no clue there was one waiting on Skull Mask.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, But that, that pretty much almost like made the seed with that uh Sponge not actually getting going out of his way to do the whole skull mask training quest, which mm-hmm. kind of takes a while. Like I want to say, on foot f- as well, on foot, no warp it, songs. I, yeah, on foot, it's like six minutes. I want to say to just do that, mm, or something, something like that. that. Yeah, so
0: thanks. and then I think Sponge just basically kept that lead throughout most of the race. Really, it was like
1: mm-hmm.
0: narrowly ahead, like a few minutes ahead, pretty much throughout. The other big thing was that we'd already seen. Sponge go into water at this point and find Ruto's letter.
1: Yeah, because at and that then, point,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that was because there was so little left to do. I guess.
1: Yeah, they had like eight checks left in logic at that point. It was ridiculous. Mm.
0: Right, there was a big thing with Sponge always going for he wouldn't go for nearby checks. He would go for the location Identity. with the most. Yeah, yeah. And so that led to some really interesting scenarios because he nearly lost uh to an item on the Crater Fairy, and I think he ended up going back for it later. Mm-hmm. um but he finished when... fire and then warped away and then came back for it way later on and
1: yeah yeah. Cause he, yeah yeah i mean otherwise it was a pretty bad seed but it was so bad that it was really interesting to watch as the first uh bracket match of season three seed and like sponge ended up winning by the way for people wondering Uh it was I, it's like he was like even 30 minutes ahead because uh mido actually like left water like when he dipped in and he left before getting the Roto's letter check and just full cleared 100% in the seed before coming back, and it felt mm. really bad.
0: And I, I feel like this is something we're going to talk about a lot during these kind of race commentaries. But I think one of the big things, especially in a 1v1, but kind of in any race, if you take a risk, commit to that risk.
1: Yeah, I think him leaving like midway through after getting a few checks is not how you want to play these. No 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 discredit to Mean Mido. he's a really great player but at that time I think he just made a really wrong mm-hmm. decision. Sh- should we move on to match number 2?
0: So yeah, the next one was ATZ versus Killer App. Number 2 seed versus number 31 seed.
1: Also we should mention that the first match was the seed 14 versus seed 19 and f- seed right, 14 yeah. ended up winning. Yeah.
0: Um so uh there's there's a lot we can talk about in this match there is a lot we can say firstly it was a train wreck of a seed um just everything was buried away forever again they they were down to i think at the point where atz went to spirit he had literally done every other check in the game i say that when atz went to beat spirit stone spirit he had done every other check in the game how did both of them walk into Spirit, clear every check on the way up, and not fight Twin Twinrover?
1: Uh, I, I mean, they did get hover boots in, uh, in there as well. Because... I don't think it
0: opened anything at the time, though.
1: I don't think it did much now, you're right. But, I mean, let's say it was so wild, though. If you thought the first match was uh, wacky? This one was just as wacky in terms of what the hell is going on here like
0: <laughs> the thing i want to say about the twin rover thing and this is like a genuine question to both of you do you think who misplayed if anyone because going into the race atz is the favorite like oh, we said number favorite. two versus number 31 he's got the execution edge he's got the rooting edge i think generally speaking they're fairly similar players atz is just at a higher skill level on the whole
2: yeah it has got a higher skill ceiling than uh, Killer App does, I think. Right, yeah. So,
0: who makes the mistake here? ATZ is being very thorough for most of the match. He's going through and checking everything. He's clearing out areas entirely. Killer App is taking a few more risks. Is it Killer App's mistake to not commit to the risk of going into Spirit? Or is it ATZ's re- mistake for not being thorough and playing to the execution edge? Have they both made a mistake? Have
2: neither of them made a mistake? Like, what's the verdict? What do you think? Well, I think most of the problems fall on uh, ATZ and the Seed. Uh, Just, he had all the tools to complete the dungeon, he just just left. I just, I mean, I, I get not doing long checks, like, you know, two to three minute checks in a 1v1 scenario, you know. You have it running it through your your head the whole time of well the other guy is you know he's probably playing perfectly so what would a you know a person playing perfectly what would they do in the scenario to try and save time so that's where you get the oh i'll skip kakuri sword chest right now and i'll come back to it later when it's more efficient you know it saves a couple seconds but i think something like this where i think it was way of the hero spirit too wasn't it
0: I uh, no it was it was so that we'll get into that one in a bit cuz I've got a oh, lot okay. of rants about that one as
1: well so <laughs> well in general though just just clear dungeon i think on my point of view i think they both did a mistake because they were both in situations where doing a high value check like twin robo was important to both of them because 80s was just being really thorough he did like chickens really early chickens is like one of the infamous bad checks in this game by the way if you don't know and he like he did literally everything and when he went to his spirit temple he just n- n- did n- didn't do it for some reason and on killer upside it's like such a bad check that it's something that you should do right because it's so like out of the way and wacky that oh dude it's like something the other guy wouldn't do so i should probably try to do it or try to fit it in to what i'm doing so
0: i think i think i see it as more of an atz mistake than a killer app one i think there's arguments on both sides but if you're in atz shoes like going into spirit and clearing most of spirit isn't a risk spirit is a lot of checks like that to me isn't a risky play that killer app should be committing to it is a play where atz should be going through and being thorough if you're in killer app shoes i could see getting in front of twin rover and going if he's got this far he beats that boss he does it all faster than me I'm going to go somewhere else and try and save that time. Yeah. But ATZ, I remember thinking at the time, I was like, he walked away from Twin River, and I'm like, when are you going back there? You're never going back for that check unless it is the last thing in the game. And the only way you leave it is if it is literally the last thing you've got. And it turned out that was the case. So.
1: Yep. And you know what that meant? That meant this was the first big upset of this tournament where Killer app the 31st seed beat the second seed ATZ, and uh, uh, downright like <laughs> i don't even know how to say it The seed was such a mess that, every yeah. single
0: bracket every single prediction bracket on the challenge page which is 126 of them was wrong by that point
1: yeah
0: like th- two, i think three nobody... or four people picked killer app and every single one of them had also picked me to win yeah completely
1: zero perfect bracket two matches in which is insane
0: (laughs) the other the other rant i want to make about this seed so this is this is uh, this is like this tilted me a little bit because a lot of the commentary immediately afterwards i think you were right earlier so it was way of the hero spirit but they found something fairly early that wasn't exactly oh it was like they found the boomerang i think and they needed that and they left fine no it was hovers was it hovers okay yeah oh right but then that was logically needed for fire that was it but i think the key part to me there was i i, I might be wrong on this the key logic was difficult to remember at the time but the fire arrows were in the graveyard and graveyard was also way of the hero and graveyard had had nocturne and it had had fire arrows and that was i think about it in terms of relevant things i think it was something else but they'd found i think yeah they would found enough stuff that it didn't matter at that point fire arrows the only way nocturne matters is if you find dins so you're checking everything for dins fire anyway fire arrows matter for spirit logic and there was a key on one of the fire locked chests and so i don't think it was a case of full clear your way of the hero because it is really slow i can understand that but For Graveyard to be Way of the Hero, you're either finding Din's Fire or you follow the Fire Arrows, and you can't control whether you find Din's Fire, so control what you can, work with the Fire Arrows. That meant Clearing Spirit. I think that's the reason that mattered, but then I think the takeaway that people got from it was, full clear your Way of the Hero, and that
1: doesn't quite tell the full... No, it doesn't tell the full story, because you you also mentioned Nocturne, but... It was a stone shadow temple is another thing that should be brought up because they got hovers in spirit, but they didn't really mean anything at the point, at the time, they got it, right? Like, at that point, you're like, this could be it, but I should probably continue, right? Like, that should be the train of, the train of thought they had, but it didn't go that way, which is kind of unfortunate. They did, they did
0: clear fire to make sure it was logically required there, which I think it was, it but was required, even yeah. then, it's... It's the graveyard way of the hero. I'm just like, I was caught up on that for so long. And yeah, sure enough, it was the Fire Arrows.
1: Yep. What was on Twinrova, I think, was a letter. Vertu's letter on Twinrova, which was...
2: Yeah. Super required by the seed, Unfortunately, yeah, to say the least.
0: But For a long time, we were saying, if it was Din's fire, ATZ was on his way to Spirit with no checks left. If that had been Din's fire, he might have caught up in terms of execution. It being Ruto's letter just meant there wasn't enough time to make up.
2: Yeah, you have to do the age change, hand in letter. It, it just takes too much time. Uh, you know, five, six minutes or something like that. But so a- uh,
0: ATZ's thrown into loser's bracket for the poor, unsuspecting oh, soul who <laughs> <laughs> runs into him there. I'm one of yeah. the
2: the few people that never actually filled out a bracket for this tournament. I don't know why. I just didn't, but. I kind of expected A2Z to, to lose in this scenario, and I'm kind of, I'm a little bit satiated. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, that smug satisfaction
0: yeah. of I knew this.
2: Yeah, it's. <laughs> he's definitely gonna tear up losers bracket. It's just a matter of time before he either makes grand finals again, or you know maybe he'll fall in. I think semis like uh, season two, but.
0: I- I think we all have our like big prediction, like our big upset for this tournament. I've I've predicted Engineer beating Duke. That's that's
1: my one. Uh, second great, round, and... Engineer beats Duke. Oh, okay, second round. Yeah, I mean, it's not that big. I mean, I don't... It's, yeah. it's not that big an upset, but it's. Yeah. I think I it's mean, enough
0: we'll, that people would we'll take. We'll talk
1: notice. about that match when it comes up. We have so many yeah, more matches sure. to talk about. And... Oh god, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, so
0: yeah. moving on. Dylan Meeble versus Mister Martin. Oh.
1: Mr. Martin? Martin. Yeah, Mr. Martin.
2: Mr. Yeah, Martin. Mr.
0: Martin. Just Martin on the challenge, that's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> there is, oh god,
1: there is a lot to go into here. This is where it started a string of, hey, you should probably go to Fire Temple. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah, um... There has
0: kind of been a story of the races so far. Like the brackets have had a lot more Fire Temple than the qualifiers did. and We've had
2: like seven bracket matches and sixteen qualifiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, Fire Temple is just such a mean dungeon. I mean, there's so many different traps of uh, varying levels of awfulness just waiting for you. And I-, I think for most of them, at least for me, is where is boss key because that, that's just gonna kind of inform you for the rest of fire temple of okay is it actually worth going for the last few checks it might only be one or two items in like deep fire although it could be like long shot and you know something else or do you just never go back after boss key and if you have kind of an early boss key when do you go back i, I mean... think this
1: one was a stone fire though if i, I recall and yeah. at, at the time they went. No, was it Stone Fire or no no, they didn't have Hammer, I think they were hammer locked, yeah, that's it. And because uh, <laughs> surprise, Twin Robo had another important item to see it. Twin <laughs> Rover again, yeah. Like
0: Story <laughs> of Qualls, Twin Rover and Fire, the end.
1: And this uh, this probably. one explained both.
0: Yeah. yeah, there were definitely some things early on that were like a little bit I want to say I want to say questionable. I I feel like that might be harsh, but um, so Dylan picked up a really early bow from the castle fairy. Also, oh, he fairy. Thought, which I think Martin got like really not long after him to be like right. Be fair. Yeah, and he it seemed like he had it quite early for that check. Turns out Martin had it like a minute later, but then Dylan spent the next ten minutes or so just doing bow checks. He went out of his way to go and do the Kakariko shooting gallery, and then nothing else in Kak, ca- and then warped away again. And we were just like, it's it's so inefficient.
1: Yeah, then I think he proceeded to just go into Hyrule Fields and just do a big pose, like, really it weird just,
2: bow checks That uh. He just drank the bow Kool-Aid, and was like, okay, man, I'm just going to check everything bow related. And it was just it's so weird. I get in a 1v1, you
1: want to try to abuse if you get like an item that you think you got early, you want to be like, okay, I got this. He probably doesn't. I want to try to make this as relevant as it is for me at the moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was like a thing of, it's one thing to push your advantage and to commit to your risks, but it's another thing to kind of, especially that early in a seed. I think that was the thing that got me was there were so many things missing that, yeah, sure. you Say you get one item from your bow and you're like, okay, I've got Din's Fire, great. But I don't have hovers, so I still have to go and do every other check anyway. It it doesn't. I don't think it works well enough that early. I think you have to kind of you have to have a direction before you can really commit to those risks and push that advantage.
2: Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, I agree. It was also kind of an interesting start. Uh, Martin going early adult, and then Dylan going three song. So you kind of were expecting, you know, there's going to be some variability. Where do the the players kind of meet up here? And they both last locations, magic on the chickens check. You know, one of the worst checks in the game at, at around the two and a half hour mark. Yeah, it's just.
1: I think Martin was there like a few minutes right before him. Like it was, it was kind of close.
0: Yeah, so. which again, comes back to what we were saying about the inefficiency, right? Martin got there a bit ahead of Dylan, they'd done almost identical things at that point, but Dylan had done them in a slightly more roundabout like, roundabout path.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think Dylan's execution is overall better, even if just slightly, uh, versus M- Mr. Martin in this kind of matchup, but man, the, the all of the execution errors just kept adding up, you know. Martin fell off the boat in shadow, Dylan died to bats in Ice Cavern, like, <sighs>
0: yeah like it makes sense it's the tournament nerves right it's both of them oh, yeah. first time in it's
1: bracket bracket match of that caliber 1v1 i mean i think dylan dylan has done 1v1's experience before from a live event right so but
0: either way yeah the nerves it did seem like they were kicking in a bit or maybe it, to be fair there are some days where you just have bad execution and you're just like i don't know what's happened to me today i've I've forgotten how to play but yeah there's was, there was definitely a bit shaky at times
1: but yeah, the the final result of this match was that Mr. Martin ended up winning because uh, he found the hammer on Twinrova first from because they got magic from chickens and then they had to go to Shadow Temple. They got strength two or it was strength three, but it was so out of weird and out of logic. They just went to spirit. Hammer was on Twinrova. Their go mode item was boomerang, I think, in, in, for, in fire. And it just all spiraled from there. And also, like, yeah, this was, I think, 16th and 17th seed as well. So, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, Pretty damn close. It, or it should have been, but, you know. I mean, kind of was.
2: All of these kind of first-round matchups, though, they all have these kind of nerve aspects to him, too. So it's going to be super interesting to watch some of the the, uh, the higher seed players, like what else happened, Juke. Um, Marco still has to play in the tournament. Yeah, Bonuru, uh, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course you know it's that one, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah M-
0: Maka yeah, S. just... <laughs> And actually, so going to the next race as well, Keizo versus Just Sam, again, the same thing there. They both, especially early on, but kind of overall, had some kind of shaky execution
1: parts. They both were kind of shaky for uh, most of them. This was the eighth seed versus 25, I
0: think. So so that's especially notable because Keizo was in the bracket for season two. uh, It's the eighth seed. But the execution was kind of shaky in parts and it might be nerves, but you feel like the people who've been in the bracket before are going to be a little less nervous than the newer, like newer names. I, part of me kind of wonders, and I, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong about this. I, I don't mean to insult anyone with this one, but part of me kind of wonders if this is a factor from the jet seeds keizo is somebody who has the season two like experience and the kind of old rando play style and experience there's been a lot of kind of adaptations and a lot of new things that have come up within the last you know four to six months if the jet seeds don't encourage that kind of thing don't prioritize that kind of thing we don't see things like naked wasteland mattering because people don't go out of logic because you're just handed every item then we'll see a lot of that kind of newer execution not ex- not being present for the players who are more familiar with the older kind of play styles
1: yeah because sam is a relatively new player he bursted under the scene i think like oh honestly like his name got it kind of got shown in like started multi world tournament and then he started playing a bit more and then he just like exploded. Oh man, he's actually really yeah, good. Was... Like watch out for this kid.
2: It was sometime in the summer too. I I remember it too because he just started showing up. I think during weeklies and I was like, wow, I lost to an unseeded person. <laughs> you know that feels that just feels bad. But you know the SRL points are pretty loose anyway. So, but uh, yeah, he started sometime in the summer. Just grinded week- weeklies for the most part join the multi-world like uh riley said and you know it's just kind of taking a life of its own He's he's gotten very good and like
0: i'm going again again i'm gonna say something a little bit controversial with this i feel like sam probably on on paper deserved to win that race um the long shot in stone fire and sam bailed a bit earlier than that he dipped stone fire but not far enough I think, like you said, got the boss key. It was one of those ones, again, got the boss key, left. Didn't want to fight and walked out.
1: Again, coming to the point of... It's kind of the play, like, you don't just go in and, like... The same thing that happened to Mido, right? You, you should, like, commit to stuff you do and not, like, half-ass it, if that's mm-hmm. a good term for it. I guess because... the flip
0: side to this one is, who is the favorite in that? Because we're saying that, you know, Keizo's the higher-ranked seed, but maybe... Just maybe, given the way they both played, Sam thought they were the favorite and Keizo thought they were the underdog. Because that's Keizo did commit to that risk and Sam didn't.
2: Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of mental gymnastics that's running through the players' heads. So, you know, what they think could be completely different. Um, Kind of like you mentioned there. But, uh, you know, the next matchup we got here... Also, versus... Sorry,
1: forgot oh. to mention that. Uh, Keizo won...
2: Oh yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah.
0: Seed X- did win. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Moving on. Yeah. No.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, Phoenix and Cariosa. Oh god. That was a race. That was a. Who do we have to blame for this seed?
2: The Skull Gods. Uh, you oh. know, you got, thirty skulls and fifty skulls, both hard required, having hookshot at thirty and hovers at fifty. You know? Yeah, this felt like
0: a matchup of consistency versus risks. Um, I know we've definitely had some conversations between us before about different play styles and, you know, how people approach things. And cariosa is a very aggressive, very risky player. Um, there are a lot of situations where they'll make a play that isn't the kind of standard decision and just commit to something slightly statistically subpar in the hopes of kind of edging out somebody who might be a little bit further ahead and it kind of felt like that summed up almost the entire seed
1: oh like through and through like they both saw the 30 skulls hookshot hint i want to say fairly early and then later on we hadn't seen the 50 hint yet and just phoenix feather i think found it had like one of the like one of the hint that people know always get, and we are like, oh, this could be huge. And then Karyosa never got it, and then they got their hookshot on thirty, and then they just went to, to the dungeons and temples and just wasn't picking up skulls. And it was like, oh no, is this is this just over? Like he's 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 not coming back from this, is he? And then that's where being a risky player came in handy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it felt really bad, like watching carriers are kind of dip in and out of dungeons and like again we i remember watching that one and we were just like carriers is gonna go to forest carriers is gonna have to go back to forest just for skulls like that's ah oh, it feels so bad but at the same time yet again deep fire
2: yeah any any kind of seed that has a hook shot past the 20 skull mark either on 30 or 40 or 50 it's going to be very tight on skulls usually unless it's the logical long shot. So I wasn't really too surprised to see that, you know, that kind of invites a whole different kind of string of logic, uh, with it. Usually you would see stuff like, um, it comes into play in hundred skull seeds. It comes into play and, uh, you know, entrance randomizer potentially, but you know, in normal standard racing seeds, um, Having to be pretty tight on skulls is not that common, so it's always pretty uh, pretty interesting to see it within races, and especially in 1v1s like this. Uh, I didn't know which skulls they were going to get, to be honest, and I think that's the more interesting part of uh, Hookshot on 30, 40, or 50.
0: For sure, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's it was really interesting seeing it as well, because, yeah, like we say, we knew karyosa was going to go pick up the hookshot and go running into forest immediately and then it was like do you keep picking them up if you've not seen a 50 skull hint that's the other thing is like do you do you take that risk do you keep grabbing them when it's quite slow and potentially useless karyosa didn't had to go back
2: you know when you when you get bottle in the seeds pretty important usually for those uh bottles you know lock between like five and eight i want to say and nine total Nine total, yeah. Yeah. And it allows you to do Ice Cavern. Like, there's just so many things that Bottle specifically lets you do in in high school count seeds that I think a lot of players take for granted. Yeah. Sorry, I heard that as high school count and (laughs) gold. Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm just pulling it it off, you know, out of my bag of tricks here. It's not always accurate, but it's, you know. Yeah. But it's really nice to
0: have like like we said again fire fire plays a big part in this and karius i kind of wonder if this was karyosa feeling behind after getting that 50 hint quite late yeah i mean did they did had... the
1: 50 hint right when they got letter i'm pretty sure because they did fire got later then only saw the hint af- after right. coming
0: out of fire but they were still missing the hovers in their mind karius goes i don't know where hovers are i'm gonna go into fire looking for multiple items Phoenix is only looking for one thing. Phoenix is only looking for the letter at that point. Carriers keep... have found it
2: in deep fire. The community as a whole just keeps getting trolled by Fire Temple, of all things. Like, It's kind of what I was saying before. It just it just matters where Bosky is, and do you go back after that?
1: Yeah, I mean, this time I think there's... You know, I got Bosky... I think I was mid-fire. Do I just keep going and see if I can go further and get something massive here or it's just maybe Karyosa looked into Phoenix and Phoenix Feather might not be doing deep fire that often just because it's kind of bad and you know it's a bit slow but I mean it, it worked out really well I mean he was not like after that he st- still could get skulls on the way in Jabu so he, he didn't get punished too too hard for finding that hit late and stopped getting skulls but yeah and then Karyosa did end up winning in the end uh, which was I think 26th seventh, seven, yeah so another like I mean it was it's not as big of an upset because there's so many good players in this tournament but I mean in the viewer's mind like
2: damn that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah players like Cariosa they just go through like kind of droughts or you know monsoons of good good finishes I think. Uh there I mean there can be like a month in between uh Cariosa maybe has like a couple forfeits here and there will have like you know not very good finishes and then There'll be a string of a few weeks of just boom, boom, you know, you just get all of the nice things lined up there and uh, aggressive play... play, yeah, aggressive play, and I think that's something that uh, the salty sponge is very good at doing. And he's the le- the weeks leading up to the tournament, he's an absolute monster, just unstoppable, and mm-hmm. it's kind of run out a little bit now, and he has to play a little bit more carefully. But uh,
0: I've said this, but... I've said this to sponge, and I'll say it here, I'll go on record saying this now. I think there's five people I consider the rando gods. Generally, um, ATZ, Duke, Marco, Benuru, and what the hell's. If one of those doesn't win the tournament, Sponge is winning. Wow. If if anyone is going to stop all five of those, it's Sponge. That is my <laughs> that is my prediction now.
2: Oh. I think
0: one of those five will win. I'll say that now. My my bracket has glitchy. I think actually, so never mind. I don't have one of those five winning. Ignore me entirely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: She right, uh, yeah. the but, current 100% world record holder. Yeah. Top 5 oh. plus glitchy. <laughs> but moving on from that, let's
1: move on to the next match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, speaking of gods, yeah, somebody kind of snuck into the gods in uh, this match where the third seed, which is, was not part of that list, uh, placed, played against a Season 2 player, which not like shouldn't have made the tournament. Not like he shouldn't have, but he didn't actually qualify originally.
0: Sanzo kind of snuck in last second, yeah. Like, effectively 33rd seed, which... It happens. There were some, you know, kind of issues with one of the players on beforehand. Sanzo take the spot. Neff did actively say as well, like... Was asked, you know, what do you want to do? And he was like, no, it's a Sanzo. Absolutely. So, credit there. It was... what a That was a weird race. Oh, um, that's... Yeah, because... So, Sanzo... I'll say now, Nephistos wins this race. Yeah. And Sanzo is missing a bow. For how long? Like over an hour. Over an hour. And that was it. That was like Sanzo's go mode was a bow. Nephistos had all three bows.
1: (laughs) And he got them like fairly like close to each other, too. Like it was not like oh, he got them, like, an hour apart. was oh, he got, like, one, and then, oh, just another one, and then, oh, there's another one, like. <laughs> yeah, literally
0: one of them was, he went from, he went into the graveyard as child and did flame storage for the Composer Torches and got, I think, his second bow. And then immediately went to bottom of the well after that and got his third bow.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You gotta feel fun. bad for, for Sanzo in this situation, too, though. I mean, he's... He just didn't go to each location. I think he went past, like, every every bow at least once or twice. And so, just, part, uh... yeah,
0: part of this was him making straight up a mistake. And I can understand why he made it. He said in the interview afterwards that... So, his opening was the Open Grotto to Al, which is kind of, you know, fairly recent, I think. It's still, like, a fairly recent standard. Uh, it's it's starting to get
1: more standard, yeah.
0: Yeah. But... One of the things, especially within the French community, one of the things that they've really worked on doing is getting the movement down, so you can get to the open grotto, go into Lake Kylia, check the hint, and then go to the owl. And uh, it was—I I don't want to try saying the player name because I, I can't do the French accent. Um, Who? Uh, Arthur. Arthur. Arthur? <laughs> yeah, that Arthur rodini yeah. or Arthur um,
1: Arthur Yeah, came up with yeah. a, a strat.
0: So, yeah, he kind of discovered that, you know, you get Navi text as you get to the owl in Lake Hylia. You can walk up to the owl, start the conversation so it takes off above you, and talk to Navi to basically save your time of day while the owl starts up.
2: It's a couple seconds there for the animation of the owl to go above you, and you have to go you know, into the shadow of the owl, and then even after a couple of seconds, then it will pick you up. So mm-hmm. it kind of just gets around that. The first time I saw it, I, I about lost my mind. I was like, what is happening right now? But it, it made sense, you know. It's amazing to see. And Sanzo had a little bit of like the
1: camera kind of spun around on
0: the way um, yeah, into so- Lake
1: Hylia. He
0: lost, like, two
1: really precious seconds just doing that. Because the the, the route he did is really, really tight when he tried to get the hinstone right outside of Lake Hylia as well, which he still went for after
2: filling that, which was... Risky. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Usually you try to route it without the sea up, but it was was pretty impressive that he just kind of pulled that out out of nowhere.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he ended up getting to the bridge, literally walking into the side of it as it started raising up. (sighs)
1: felt so bad it It, it, it must have been frames like it must have been like a frame or two off like and apparently
0: he was just he was very tilted from there apparently he just like everything from there just snowballed i remember him uh killing the skull in the deku tree to get the broken stick to go and kill the deku for nut the deku baba for nuts and he didn't actually pick up the skull token yeah (laughs) killed the skull and then jumped down and immediately realized that he hadn't picked it (laughs) up
1: Yeah, he said during the interview that yeah, I I did stuff I don't usually normally do because of how I messed up my opener, which kind of in the hindsight kind of sucks for him because uh, mm-hmm. where I was going, where we we were going with this is that he got hammer, which was right above opening the Dango's uh, to get to go kill the boss, which had a, the our the first bow we saw, and he got the hammer, which was required for a way to hear fire, and he said he usually would full clear it, but he just left. right and
0: he also forgot that he'd picked up the long shot in kakariko and so later on he went to do chickens because he was like it was way of the hero i don't remember getting anything there um and he dipped bottom of the well early without zelda's lullaby zelda's lullaby locked the bow in bottom of the well he went to do chickens and then just warped away again with four checks left next to him and it's just little things like that it was and i think that one was the early tilt made him kind of he was so focused on the mistakes in the early game that he forgot about the long shot in the early game
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but then he made he made a play in fire temple where fire was with here okay yeah it's a stone i think no it was a medallion too and we got our second strength really early i think it was a bosky chest in fire and you got the bosky i think in the lava room right next door and nephistos wasn't there first but he left while sanzo was like you know what i i gotta keep going so he went a bit deeper and then right at the boulder maze he found the mirror shield like oh my god like wow (laughs) that turned the game so hard like at one point it was like it was neck and neck it was like can sanzo find his bow or nephistos gonna go back to fire and then yeah in the end Nef. Nephistos did end up going back to fire before Sanzo found his third bow. Or his first bow, sorry. <laughs>
0: he yeah. Three
1: to choose from, I should say. But
0: that's the, you think it favors Sanzo. Like they didn't have a fire source, I don't think. So it was only really two that he was gonna get, but he's got two to choose from. Nef has to go into fire. Sanzo has to go to either bottom of the well or the Dongo's cavern. But that's not how and Nef's argument was basically he got the strength two in fire but then nothing in spirit like absolutely nothing so he
2: was like all right back to fire oh yeah fire temple just strikes again here they say (laughs) lightning in a row yeah they say lightning can't strike twice but i'm not so sure anymore i think i think it's stuck to like four 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 (laughs) yeah four you know how many times (laughs) now
0: the rando gods definitely can strike that many times in a row oh yeah oh yeah so yeah Nef Nef winning a close match there, a really close match to go on to face uh, Sponge in the next round. While Sanso will go up against Mean Mido in loser's bracket. And then the most recent race, Gavaroni versus GS Kirox.
1: Yeah. Which <laughs> This and one this...
0: yeah, again, like
1: <sighs> This was to be the nicest seed out of all of these, I think I want to say easily. Yeah. Yeah. They just routed weird.
0: So there were there were definitely some things I questioned a lot. I'll say that now. Um and I think so I'm I again, I'm happy to be told that I'm wrong with this, but Kirox's routing felt very much like somebody who has learned an opening route and not learned the reasoning behind it. It he very much went early on. Time of day. Don't clear Donongo's Cavernal Forest. Like early adult. Did the it kind of came out in a the showcase match between ATZ and Marco at the start of season three, where you go early adult. You look at the top of Donongo's Cavern,
2: go
1: up, um, go to and then you leave and go to a sacred forest meadow through a Hyrule field to grab the song there because right. so pretty, be it's pretty. And essential time of day,
0: song. almost perfectly. Night, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Where you don't have to wait at all. And he kind of did that, but he get he literally got everything to do: Dodongo's and Forest Temple, and right. went in both and left both when there were both the Forest Medallion and the Fire Medallion. Well, we started with the Free Water Medallion, so that was on top of that two free songs he would get from clearing those.
0: Right. I don't know if he saw the hint as well, but like we knew that the Forest Medallion gave you Zelda's Lullaby, and, like so, just the amount of time he would have spent clearing Dodongo's cavern and losing the time of day. So you go to outside Ganon's castle to set it to the start of night. The amount of time it took to go outside Ganon's castle and back to Temple of Time, he'd have saved by checking the castle fairy on the way to the Zelda's Lullaby check.
1: Yeah, if he did, yeah. Yeah. And
0: so it's just like, that very much confused me because it felt like this really strong early adult seed and then it just... It didn't pay off because he didn't play
1: into it.
2: There was also, I think, he had a force way the hero at that time too. I want to say, yeah, he'd found a bomb yeah. bag in there. Like ninety percent of the work in the seed, and then the ten percent, which is the kind of you know, the the part of early adult that you want to see the payoff, and he just didn't do it. And just just for time of day, I just yeah, watching it I back. Also, just, yeah, yeah, I want to add to that that basically the time
1: of day difference is also the time it almost takes back to walk to the Dongo's cavern <laughs> at that point right. like yeah because it's yeah. like yeah. it's kind it, of out of the
2: ways like so, two minutes tops and if you have prelude in, in the scene i'm not sure if they did but if you have prelude you just go to ganon's prelude and then it's or, maybe a minute just for time to play on emulator just save warp and it's not that much slower to be honest yeah, yeah i mean Something like that, it's, it's basically the wait that you do, uh, you know, if you don't do anything with time of day in the early seed, and you just wait at Ganon's Castle, or not Ganon's Castle, but uh, the castle for time of day just to turn in letter, it's about the same amount of time to go to Ganon's Castle. So I didn't, I thought that was a pretty good fallback plan, it just, I was just kind of shocked that he cared so much about time of day, you know, given that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like, it was a really weird seed for that, because... The other thing was that like they had explosives really early, no matter which route they did. And we're saying that we you know I know we were watching at the time a couple of us and we were like, He's he's got to clear the Dongo's Cavern. It's it's a song. He got to clear the Dongo's Cavern and he left and we were like, Okay, fine. And found the items to go to forest, and we were like, Okay, you've got like I think he found the bow and the mirror shield in Lost Woods on the way to the forest, like the minuet song check, and we were like, Okay. You just got a bow. You've got hookshot bow and strength. Go go clear forest. Go back to Dodongo's cavern. Get your songs. And then and he surely, went into forest and Surely left. he'll finish it. Yeah, but he, he just didn't. And Gavaroni ended up beating both of those dungeons before Kirox had. I think they were in forest at the same time, but Gav was towards the end of it. And Kirox was just starting again. Because he was back literally in.
1: backtracking what Gavaroni started, which in a 1v1 scenario, you just want to push what you have, which... Early adult Mm -hmm. is kind of a more gambly start than what Gavaroni did, which was the three song. Mm -hmm. And And then
0: they ended up tying up in spirit, like strength two was further into forest. They tied up level in spirit, but Gav had done Gerudo Valley and had found a letter on the crate. So if that ended up coming to, it didn't come into play, but if it had like, that was the level of difference we're talking about is that Gavaroni had the time to go through all of Gerudo
2: Valley and some Lake Hylia stuff that Kirox hadn't done. Mm Hmm. I mean, I, I do kind of get it, uh, the argument for Kirox's play from the standpoint of if you're going to lean into something, lean into it hard if you think you're right. And being the 10 seed, I, I think he just thought, this is so good to preserve my time today, I'm just going to keep doing it and gain gain that time advantage off of Gavaroni. And maybe, maybe he thought Gavaroni was going to do the same thing. It's, uh, it's really tough to say, but... Um, mm-hmm.
0: As it was in that race, uh, Target in the Woods came into play again. Uh, The vital check there was Din's Fire, which Gaffer got to first. Um, Was the slingshot actually Way of the Hero in that one? So we said about Forest Temple earlier having a bomb bag and Strength 2. Strength 3 was inside Shadow, and the only slingshot we saw was in the Strength block in Gerudo Training Grounds. Which was, yeah, uh, it might have been, I, it's, it's hard to say. It, we can't say without knowing where the other bombs and slingshots were, but it's actually possible there that they needed strength 2 from Forest to get a slingshot.
1: Which is <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's yeah, pretty ridiculous. Slingshot seeds are always stupid. I'm yeah. just going to go out and say that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it mm-hmm. locks, you know, what, three things? Maybe? Sometimes? <laughs> Logically locks Deku Tree and Child Side Spirit,
0: and then yeah, that. And otherwise, it's just woods. that one.
2: Yeah. It's, imagine having like a fishing pole in Rando, and you have to find the fishing pole to do fishing. It's kind of along the same lines with that. Like it just, it just feels bad.
0: All right, so yeah, Gavroni ends up taking the win there, yeah, Which Go was up, 20... going up against Cariosa next. Yeah, which was yeah twenty three beating ten.
1: Yeah, so Kirox will go ahead and face, a uh, GS Kirox will face uh, Phoenix Feather in Losers, which is, say, 10 versus 7. So one of uh, the higher seed uh, going back that's going to go home early in this tournament. Mm-hmm.
0: All righty. So
1: I, I guess, do I we want to th- wrap things up here? I think so, yeah. I think this went on a bit longer than I expected I wanted. So maybe we'll keep <laughs> the ice trap thing for the next
0: time. We'll try it. We'll get back to ice traps. We will talk about ice traps at some point in the future. So uh, stop by again for that one. Um, more importantly, I think for next week, our current plan uh, is to talk about the commentary team. So everyone who's tuned into the weekly races, the tournament races, uh, you see the commentators, we're all on the commentary team here. So um, there's kind of a lot of a lot of feedback. I think we've all received individually and people have received as a whole. We're gonna talk a bit about kind of OT specific commentary quirks, the kind of different styles of commentary, and we're gonna have uh Lost the Pirate as a yeah. guest for that one. one so
1: yeah, More uh, yeah. One of the people that's been more that's more known in the community, that's been around for a while. So uh, it's gonna she's be a, a lot of organizes...
0: yeah, she's the organizer for the commentary team. She kind of picks and chooses who's oh, has a very big part in picking and choosing who's on commentary each week so definitely a lot to bounce around there and a lot of all of us will have a lot to say on kind of the direction to go with commentary and for anyone who's interested in joining you know maybe it's a couple of pointers along the way or kind of figure out whether commentary is for you
1: yeah also um i just want to mention that next week is no bracket match for the whole week because uh, agdq is going on and a lot of the, the 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 staff that organizes the bracket match are not available for that so there's no bracket match schedule for this week but uh, the week after that there's already a few scheduled but we'll go over those next by and then the, the next week yeah right then any uh final thoughts on that one no i think uh, this was pretty fun for a first time um Hopefully more of you guys tune in next time as well. We really, I, I I really enjoyed doing this more than I thought I would. Well, not
2: really. I, I knew I was going to enjoy this. I <laughs> know I said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, make, make sure you tell all your friends about the Rando podcast. We're starting up here. hope to see everyone next week. I'm Imo Soto. I'm Yoshikian. And I'm Riley. Thanks for listening, all.